This is the Music Weekly. You're on Energy Groove Radio. This is the Music Weekly. We have Montaigne on the line at the moment. She's recently dropped her second album, Complex. Uh, Brad and Jackson with you. Hi, Jess, uh, a.k.a. Montaigne. How are you going? I'm good. How are you going? Not too bad at all. Now, you're currently on your tour uh, off the back of your album, Complex. How's the tour going for you at the moment? Really good. It's been really nice. Everyone's really connected to the songs and really to have polite audiences, um, which has been a blessing and is really lovely to witness. Let's talk about the album Complex. Um, let's get into when you started writing it and what kind of headspace were you in when you were writing it? I understand it um, was a reasonably challenging time for you. Yeah, I mean, I think there were probably a lot of different headspaces. One does find themselves in a lot of headspaces over three years, but a lot of it was very challenging and stressful. I felt very stressed about who I was uh, fundamentally and um, the way sort of like my soul, I guess, for lack of a better word, fit into my body and the way it looked and um, and then I just felt really insecure about who I was and I was dealing with like a lot of tricky relationship stuff as well. Um, just, you know, just early twenties trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, who I am, um, which is, you know, a constant process. Um, but I was very much struggling for a while, especially because I also sort of got burnout, um, in a really serious way and that made it really difficult for me to feel motivated to actually look after myself and just do basic tasks like washing my clothes or cooking for myself um, and found it really difficult to connect with my loved ones and, and close friends. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a lot, was a lot going on. Uh, but I think throughout it, like I always pioneer through my personal issues with the spirit of like self-improvement and the belief that I can improve or like that my sort of neurotic self um, can be healed and uh, reach a level of security. And I think I, um, you know, progress isn't linear. It's definitely constantly been a zigzag for me. Like even the last few months have been quite surprising for me, I thought I was quite secure in myself and then certain things happened and I fucking lost my shit. But, um, but uh, yeah, I think all of these thoughts and like each, um, learning curve made, made its way, made their way into the album. Uh, how did you get through that little burnout phase that you had? I... Ate heaps of food and didn't do much except for play video games <laughs> and Amazing. hang out with my uh, good friend, my close friend, one of my best friends, and um, and uh, what was it? oh yeah, and make the album. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I was mostly in bed playing video games or in LA, like just going to the studio and then coming back and then watching Monster Factory on YouTube for like <laughs> fifty hours. Um, yeah, it, I think, and then slowly, you know, I slowly started to, as I started to get some energy back, like reintroduce exercise and stuff. I think I should have introduced exercise much sooner. It was just that, like, felt no motivation and no, I had no <laughs> desire or energy to do it when usually in my life, like, I'm, I love sport and exercise and it was just like, you know, it was a bit careful. But, um, yeah, rest, resting, trying to rest, like going to therapy, like journaling, meditation, doing all the stuff they tell you you should do. It works. 
And for anyone who listens to the album and is relating to, I guess, the stuff that you're going through and I guess that headspace, how important is it for them to go and speak to someone um, about it or acknowledge within themselves that they're not, they're not themselves, they're not feeling right? Um, crucial. It's probably crucial. I think, I mean, humans have advanced as far as we have because we are good at building communities and working together and learning from each other. And I have never felt more um, at ease than when I've had a conversation with a friend who I've realized has experienced the same thing as me or experienced something adjacent and it's discovered a solution or even if I haven't discovered a solution just to know that like the solidarity and the feeling that I'm feeling like is very comforting and makes me feel more normal and makes me feel more sane mm. um so I think talking to someone especially in instances where it's clinical and really properly like difficult um it's very good to go see professional help um I would recommend it to anyone it's obviously a fucking luxurious expense sometimes, but you know, in Australia we have like mental healthcare plans so you can get 10 free sessions for a psychologist if you qualify for anxiety or depression issues and stuff like that, which is really good. Um, but otherwise, yes, yeah, just trying to, I think reading is really helpful also, but having the conversations with friends and loved ones, with ones who are like accepting and validate your feelings as opposed to the ones who are like, oh, but just get over it or whatever, you know, like is, is important and really helpful. And did you find when you were making this album, because you had quite a lot of collaborators uh, on board with this one, did you find that helpful as well? Uh, helpful, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't think I would frame it within uh, the, the fact of, like, helpfulness or not. Like, it was just us, uh, a way of doing things that I was exploring, which is, you know, just, like, getting in a room with, a person for a day and seeing what happens and like it just so happened to be fruitful I think um mm. like yeah I, I think helpful helpful I guess in the sense that like um it enabled me to see what happened when I cross-pollinated with other people as opposed to the same person I'd worked on my last two records with, which is Tony Buchan. Like, Tony still did five of the songs, but then, you know, obviously there were eight other people who had their own creative brains thrown into the mix, and that created something different, and I guess, like, that helps diversify the sound, mm. um, or at least bring something new out of me. Um, was there something yeah, Was there something that happened. surprised you um, that they brought to the table that you just weren't expecting at all? I, nothing that like stands out clearly. I think mm. it's always surprising because creative work is, I think, inherently surprising. Whatever you're creating is always going to be new, even if it's been spliced together by a bunch of different already existing factors. Like, I think, like, I didn't know I was going to make any of the songs I made. I didn't have them plotted out in my head. They just happened. And that's sort of, that's kind of how I do things. Um, I never, I don't, I ever have like a song fully devised in my head. It's always like this natural unfolding that occurs once you just like put your head down and start doing the work. So I think like work is always surprising. I don't, uh, yeah, there was nothing that like was surprising because it was surprising, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you released a music video ready. Uh, was that filmed in Sydney? 
yeah, it was. It was from the Matraville Sports High School. Yeah, right. Um, tell us about the guy at the start of the video clip who's doing the the kind of rap um, there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fergus Clarkson is his name. He's a high school student. I think he's 16 or 17 now. Oh, wow. Um, just very talented. He started a poetry club at his school. I saw him. But I came across him because at one of the early school climate strikes, he performed the slam poem. And I was so in love. I was <laughs> like, this kid is too talented. Like, for his age, I don't understand how this kind of style could come out of him and this kind of, like, cogency of, like, theme and style. Um, and so when it came down to making the video, I, yeah, I had this idea of there being sort of like a a prologue of sorts, like a Shakespearean style one, and I knew Fergus had the style, and I knew he had the delivery too, because he's so, like, poetry is his passion. Um, and I was already in touch with him via Instagram, uh, and he wrote the poem, like, within a week, and had it memorized, and it was just brilliant. Wow, that's amazing. Um, now, I'm getting, like, kind of... It's going to sound bad, but it's not. I mean, it's a good thing. Um, in the ready video, everyone in their little uniforms, it makes me think of an episode of Wentworth. Um, were they the vibes you were going for? Or? I, I haven't seen Wentworth. No, that wasn't the vibe. The vibe was that, well, one one of the vibes was that it was just a resource available. Bonds have this sort of like new sustainable reuse material um, line. I've forgotten the name of, but um, they were like, we will give you all of this stuff as long as you give us a shout out. And it's it's really hard to source like clothing on mass in a sustainable, ethical way. Like usually people just go to like Target and buy like a hundred, five dollar shirts and that's like where it's at. But Bonds is like, hey, this stuff has been made out of old material that we've reused. You can have it all for all the students, like, make use of it. And so that was really great. It just so happened to be blue. But also I think, like, in the end, we wanted to – it it became a part of, like, the color scheme and that, like, the school was blue and we were all wearing blue and then there was sort of, like, the contrasting um, colors of the red that I was wearing with other outfits and – some lighting differences and stuff like that. Like there was a sort of evolution or sort of interplay of color. Um, yeah, I think also like red and blue mm. is a, a sort of um, dichotomy that I have thought a lot about with this album, especially because of the song called For Your Love, where I talk about the red pill and the red pill and the blue pill, which is like a matrix reference and the idea of like the blue pill being the thing that keeps you you know, uh, uh, blissfully ignorant and then the red pill being the thing that uh, sort of awakens you to the truth that's kind of stunning and flashing and confronting and troubling, but, like, it allows you to activate your self-interaction because you know now. Um, and I think that's a really pertinent idea when it comes to ready um, because that's kind of the vibe, you know, is, like, being ready to use the knowledge and the understanding that we have to try and make the world a better place or try to change thinking on certain things or change policy mm. on certain things. All right, Montaigne, thank you so much for joining us on The Music Weekly. We really appreciate your time and um, enjoy the rest of your day. No problem, you too. Thanks for having me.